We're happy to be here. Yes, we are. We had more training this week. Yes, and we're doing more training on Zoom this afternoon. Right. And more, yes, that's true. Uh, With uh, at least two companies. Yes. So lots of things happening with uh, companies in uh, San Francisco and Laredo. Laredo. And I think San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Scottsbluff, Nebraska. Right. And um, where are those other two that you got going? Uh, which <laughs> the chip company? Uh, what, what's what say that again? The chip company. Oh, Frito Lay, uh, Charlotte. I think it's Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. All right, that'd be a fleet location. And we uh, just trained a guy who wants to start a mobile operation in Charlotte. In Charlotte, right? So I could be wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of that guy in the Frito Lays up in Virginia. Either way, okay. Either way, there's lots of lots of stuff happening. Uh, I have a truck and trailer that's doing real well. Yes. Uh, Chad, I guess, is going to be contacting us today, and he's he's coming along. That kid. It's a work in progress. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. It's uh, uh, sometimes he does great work, and sometimes he does fabulous work. <laughs> Settle down. He's only got two years. Start and keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got. Uh, I just I cannot think. I suddenly cannot think of all the other things that Your are going. Your brain on. is locked up. Yeah, my brain. My brain froze for a second. As soon as you put those headphones on. <laughs> Too much pressure squeezing your brain together. Is that it, it's, a, it's it's yeah. These are these are hefty headphones. Hefty headphones. All right. All right. No, everything is cool. We're having a good time. Uh, the temperature is summertime. How's that uh, base jumping accident coming? Uh, actually, I've decided that since base jumping, you're too close to the to a hard surface. Okay, <laughs> so I'm deciding to move into skydiving. Then you have lots of room to maneuver. Okay? You're gonna, uh, yes, you're not going to like run into something, <laughs> right? Which in that case means that you can fall faster. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. So I, I'll keep that in mind. I'm not sure about that. Um, <laughs> You'll think about it. We'll yeah. think it through. Yeah. But I went to the therapist yesterday mm-hmm. and, uh, and and she doesn't seem to understand that finger is broken. She bends it. <laughs> she was into it, huh? It's got to bend. Now, wait a minute. Why do you put it in a cast all the time and then you take this thing off and then you want to bend it? Right. Um, yeah. Therapists. Therapists. What can you say? There's a sadistic therapists. Yes. That's that's how they get into that field. Pre-qualified. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Nice stuff, gal. We've got a a caller. We have a caller? This caller says that they are Paul Harvey, and they have the rest of the story. I want to hear the rest of the story. All right. Let's hear it. (laughs) Hello, Paul. Good day, fellas. This is uh, actually right. Chad Hone with Alignment Solutions in Kansas City. Right. That guy. But I couldn't, <laughs> I, I couldn't help being a smart-ass, though. Well, okay, smart-ass, give us some. That's life for us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I spoke with Kevin last night and told him we'd call and talk about the rest of the story about the Cascadia that I posted yesterday that I contacted you about. Whoop it on me. Whoop it on me. Oh. So. We'll start with what the truck is. It's a. Yeah. It was a, a P4 Cascadia. Yeah. 
that truck is born with a massive alignment problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have that going on. On the drives, right. we had two-inch offset wide base wheels on the left side of the truck, zero-inch <laughs> offset wide base on the right side of the truck. On both axles or just one? Both axles. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, it's it gets better. It gets okay. better. We'll put on me. On the trailer, we had two inch offset wide base on the right side of the trailer and zero inch offset wide base on the left side of the trailer. <laughs> Reversed it. <laughs> when everybody talks about a wiggle wagon in the trucking industry, we always talk about doubles or triples. Yeah, right. The truck and trailer were so bad to drive, the guy couldn't pull another load, and he <laughs> deadheaded to Kansas City from Denver. <laughs> I need my truck fixed. And he couldn't find a tire shop or alignment shop that could recognize that problem anywhere else? He took it to one in um, Oklahoma, Yeah, and they took his money. Yeah, and said everything was, and, and they just took the money and said everything was fine. There's, there's yeah. no problems. They right. said, no, I can't drive the truck. I know there's a problem. <laughs> and, uh, of course, he said, you know, he was at a typical place. He said, give me the printout. And they were like, there's no printout. There's nothing wrong with your truck. Just give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> so what's ironic about this is this, this gentleman brought me his Kenworth three years ago because he had a similar, he had an issue that no one else could fix. Yeah. And okay. he was extremely satisfied with that truck for three years. Right. So, so when we, we got done, it, it, it blew up. It blew up. He bought a Cascadia. So at the end of all of this, we had the conversation of, you know, do you, do you see the value of finding shops that do good work and you know they good, do good work and, then, and going back to see them again so that you don't go to other places and just waste your money? <laughs> and <laughs> it, it's just mind-blowing. Okay, so my question is, did they put all the zero offsets on the tractor and leave the two-inch on the trailer, or or what did he do? What we did is my neighbors over at T&E, mm-hmm. we, took, we took the zeros off the trailer and put them on the truck with the drive tires on them. Got Good. it. We, we did, they did dismount and remount and got all the zeros on the truck and put yep. all the twos on the trailer. Perfect. That'll yep, do it. Exactly. Yep. And have you got a feedback from him on how it drives now? I have not. Well, well, no news is good news. No news is good news because I promise you when they don't drive right, the phone is a ringing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning, it's ringing. He's so, probably so busy calling the shop in Oklahoma bitches about what they didn't do. Right. Unfortunately, you guys know we see that a lot. We do. We do. Um I've had uh, I've had two trucks recently that had brand new tie rod ends put in them, or a brand new tie rod tube assembly by the lovely truck stop chains, because mm-hmm. you know they're they're convenient and cheap. Sure. We talked about one that was towed out three co- three and a quarter inch, mm-hmm. and then uh, the one the one last week, the guy couldn't keep a set of tires on it, but you know maybe three months or less, and mm-hmm. it was. Um, inch and a half towed out on that one. I'm surprised brand you got a couple of months out of this tire. Right, brand new, brand new tie rod in. 
I don't. Well, we had a we had a little bit of a language barrier, you know, as, as far as I had to get an interpreter involved to to be able yeah. to communicate with the driver. So yeah. we worked through it, and I don't think the time frame was as long as I was being told because it's what I saw on the one tire that was left it was happening extremely fast. I we, would, we, I we would both see. know an, an inch and a quarter is going to take tires off quick. Well, yeah, I, I instead of saying a couple of months, I'd say a couple of days. Right. Right. I, I yeah. am going to go ahead and admit something. I had, I think, two trucks in the last couple of years that I said, you need a new tire rod assembly. They got the tire rod assembly uh, replaced, and I never heard back to go back and fix the finish the tow. And the truck left without me ever touching it. And then, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so one of, them, one of them, after that happened, he said, he, you know, everything's fixed. And could you please, when I get a new truck, could you please just align that one for me? And I said, yes, that's that's fine. We'll make up for it by getting you a new alignment on your new truck. That you get. He's, He should be having that. What, what, yeah, what I'm hearing, it, it, at no point in that were you at fault, Kevin. Somebody didn't communicate with you and say, hey, we're ready for you to come back and set the toe. And that, Somebody, that, yeah. Whether that it was a day crazy. shift, a night shift, and signals got crossed, and I never got called. By the time yep. I got back there, I said, hey, where's that truck with the tie rod? Well, it's gone. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that, that's too bad. That's too bad. That's um, unfortunately we have we have guys that think that if they just change parts, that everything is fine. And uh, just training. You got to you got to get these guys trained right, so that they'll pay attention to the little details, like mm -hmm. set the toe after you replace a tire. Right. I was in a uh, a different shop than mine yesterday. And they were, I was over there aligning their, one of their fleet trucks and they were working on an outside customer's truck that had a, uh, 10 worth eight bag, AG 400 in it. Mm -hmm. And on the, on the torque rods, those things have very specific spacers that have to be at the top of the load housing and up against the cross member in between mm -hmm. the torque rods. Mm -hmm. Well, the first guy that started working on it lost one of them spacers and tried to tell his supervisor that the spacer wasn't there. Like no, it's, it's that's not. You can't. You're not gonna have. You're not gonna have the spacer in the other three locations and not the one location. Right. So it was not there. really being an educated suspension guy, and because those spacers are on national back order through Kenworth, mm -hmm. he was. He decided that he was just gonna put some some nuts in there, oversized nuts in there for a oh. spacer to to make up for it. Mm. And I said, mm. um. You can't do that. And he's I like, why? It's the right middle. Um, yeah, well, your your off center is going to be wrong. Your pinion angle is going to be wrong. And let <laughs> me show you two resources where you can get those spacers aftermarket and actually have them in stock. Mm -hmm. So we don't always have to go to the OE for the best parts or the right Wait parts. a minute. Wait a minute. You don't have to go to the OE for parts? No. <laughs> now, there are times when the OE is better. I can give a couple examples where OE parts are definitely better than aftermarket. Mm -hmm. um, Hendrick, Hendrickson Air Ride Steer Axle. Mm -hmm. You don't want to use any aftermarket parts on that truck. The truck will not sit right. It won't ride right. And the springs won't last. Mm -hmm. Right. 
you definitely want to go back to Volvo or Freightliner and get genuine Hendrickson parts for that front end. Right. That's like there. If you replace the, especially that, uh, uh, the torque arm that sets alignment on a flex air, make sure you get the right one. There, there's, there's one that actually goes on a trailer and some people are, end up using that in that position. It fits, but it won't yep. last 50,000 miles. Correct. Yep. We, we ran into that here. There's, we've actually seen two different versions of the flex air here that have different length rods and, mm-hmm. And then the other side of that is, is I've, this this is a good one. A lot of people that just change parts that don't understand alignment don't realize that the, the front radius rod and the rear radius rod on a flex air are two different lengths by about an inch. Right. If not a little bit more, you got shorter shorter rods on the front and longer rods on the back. If you put right. one of those rods in the wrong spot and you go to hang the laser on there, you got one laser hitting the tire and another laser hitting the outside edge of the target. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> then you start taking a tape measure and measuring the rods and go go back over to the shop. Say, okay, boys, here's, you need to switch these out. Yeah, do that now because me aligning this thing, it's going to end up too hinky. Yeah, it ain't it's not You'd have to put longer bolts in it and put so many yeah. shims in it, they'd be spitting out before you got out of the parking lot. Yep, right. So, yep. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. that's the the rest of the story on that Cascadia. The, and how it all, how it happened was is that he stopped at a tire shop to get tire work done on his truck and his trailer at the same time. So they had all eight, they had they had all eight wheels broke down at one time. Didn't look at a damn thing they were doing and just slapped it all back together. Parts off, parts on. Hurry up, rubber off, rubber on. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Give us your money. <laughs> Never mind the fact that we just totally screwed your wagon up. Right. That's, That's too bad. That's too bad for him and for his ride. But it's nice that does, uh, does he have a feel for how long that went on? Does, does he tell you when that tire shop did that work? It was recently. Um, he didn't give me an exact date. Um, again, he was. We communicated relatively well. Um, he's from a different a different country, Got and him. I I did the best I could with his accent. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he 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 tried to be very very informative. And, and we got down to the bottom of it. Was the so that's the win. Um, right. As far as getting really great details on the time frame. He, he said really that he was never really happy with the way that the truck drove from the day he bought it. But when he got mm-hmm. the tire work done, it got it. That's when it got to its absolute worst that he just couldn't stand it anymore. Mm-hmm. And the drive tires that were on the truck didn't look very old at all. Right. So well, I'd yeah. say relatively recently, and he just got to a point where he's like, if this, this thing is just too dangerous to drive. Got to yep. do something. Yep. 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 I just had one of those coming yesterday uh, during the training. Uh, it was a, a 1982 Kenworth with a V8. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, he'd had tons of work done to this thing. Uh, his name's truck. Wilson out of uh, Indiana. And he, yeah, he, he couldn't get it to drive straight. It was just wiggling too much going down the road. Well, they burned the work on the front end, the kingpins, the 
What was his name? No, was Wilson. Some Wilson. Oh, okay. I, uh, I've got a customer out of Indiana named Vern that has an old truck just like that with a V8 in it. So. <laughs> yeah, nice. And, uh, it had, they had rebushed the rear end of this AG100, but the, the bushings, when I got a look at it, were completely covered in rust inside and out. I mean, they're new, but there's clearly movement going on. So that okay. when, whenever it went back to his shop, they said, well, the bushings are good, so everything's fine. But there's movement. And mm-hmm. that old 1982, well, I don't know that it's an 82. I think it had been replaced since then. But it was still old. And uh, the elephant ear had worn. And yep. maybe even the tubes had worn that passed through them. Uh, the uh, You know, those U-shaped tubes yep. that there on the AG100. Your wear and, surfaces, the, the the clamping pads and the and the, the center section and the tube right. itself, the, the, all three of them will wear. They yep. will all wear, and for some reason, all they've done is just threw, threw on some bushings and let it go. Uh, but you know, rather than replace the elephant here, we've advised him to just take a couple of pieces of radiator hose when he gets back. He couldn't wait for Iowa Truck and Trailer to do it; so they, they'd have they they'd have to get to it on Monday. So he's mm-hmm. gone. But uh, get that taken care of, and it should pr- finally take care of his floating issue. Right. No. Right. Yeah, you could o- you could oversize the bushing with a rubber wrap a little bit yeah. and, and calm that down for for the time being until he's ready to buy the parts and fix it. Oh, well, he's never ready to buy the, buy the parts. He's to fix only going to drive ten thousand miles a year in this thing. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so if, if we can just clamp it together and get it to hold. Then we'll we'll have finally solved the problem. Yeah, it'll drive a whole lot better. Yeah, that's the plan. Yep. So anyway, yeah, that's uh life in the fast lane. That's uh trying. So you know, who, did, these, who did you get the train yesterday, Kevin? Uh, well, a gentleman, an individual out of Charlotte, and uh, a company out fast truck repair out of Minnesota. There's their second right on. training. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I, I enjoyed being able to participate with the training that we did up there a month or so ago with Iowa Truck and Trailer. That was nice to spend time together and and get right. to share share knowledge with a group of guys that were really hungry to learn and and uh hopefully we planted a good seed and they're calling you and asking lots of questions. They are it's fun to do that. And they called just this morning, uh, verifying some problems with the truck. And um Yes, they're they're doing really well. I like to hear that. I like to hear that someone's burning that phone number up because I know that was the key to my success with you guys. Was once you once you start learning, you can't stop learning. You gotta you gotta wear that phone number out. Mm-hmm. And once they've learned it all, well, then they'll <laughs> change something on you. Yep, I ain't that the truth. <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're talking about shops with large quantities and. You're always going to have turnovers in shops, and that's where you start getting the inconsistencies, and you start seeing trucks oh, yeah. that don't look right coming out of that shop and getting phone calls, and then you call and figure out, well, what we started with isn't what we have today, so now we got to start over again. Well, the others, besides the personnel problems, the trucks. if I did everything the same as I did in 1980 on the trucks and tires today, it wouldn't work. Right. Correct. They've changed the tires, they've changed the trucks, they've changed the suspension, they've increased the horsepower and the torque. It's a different world. They keep changing stuff. And, and that, that is the other side of the coin. Yep. 
And they made they made the axles lighter. Can you believe that? I mean, all they wanted to do was lower the weight of the axle, and they ended up screwing up the tires. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you calling us. Yeah. You have a good day down there. Don't get too hot and sweaty, huh? No. It's too late. Too late for that. The Texas heat is drunk. <laughs> it's the, the Texas heat is drunk and wandering around in Kansas City. It's been. It a, is, and it's, it's going to be here all next week too. Yep, it Man. does it every year, and I, I people think I'm nuts, but I love it. <laughs> I, was, I, I tell people I was born in South Dakota, but I was born in South Dakota in the month of June, so I was misinformed <laughs> at birth. So I don't like cold weather. I absolutely hate it. So I, I embrace this time of the year, and people look at me like, "Are you freaking nuts?" Well, maybe, but this is what I like. Yeah. All right. So, well, you, uh, enjoy the weather. We've we've brought plenty of it for you. So <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Right, happy man. So you gentlemen right, have a great day. It was great visiting with you. Later. You too. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yep. Bye. 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 All right. Exciting, exciting stuff all over America. I've never seen anybody mess up changing tires like uh, and if anybody else wanted to call, we have a number for you to call. And that is 855-950-3835. If you have any questions about alignment, tire wear, handling, and I suppose some vibration. No, 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 no vibrations. Sorry. No vibrations. Not interested. There are, <clears throat> we might discuss vibrations at some point. But uh, right now we have somebody named Wayne who would like to talk to us about, I think, tires. Hello, Wayne. So, good morning. Um, I, uh, I got a Kenworth T680 with about 860,000 miles. Uh, Spokane uh, shop did my first alignment at about 60,000, 70,000 miles when I got the truck. Sure. And drives have done real well, but the front tires, like Bridgestone, Goodyear, they're usually the outsides are wearing out. Okay. Before ninety thousand miles, and I did that two and a half spin, and I didn't have that. No. But I've got uh, I can't remember what the Firestone's on right now, and I got two or three things going on here when I accelerate. In the right front, it feels like it's wobbling left to right. Sometimes, and if you spit on the ground, it's going to catch it and go through all the little pigs and everything. It just wallows all over the road. But I, I don't have but about, uh, I think, 40,000 miles on these, and it's only the outside. And Two trips ago, so 8,000 miles ago, on the outer passenger uh, tread, it was wearing, it's like somebody took, took a knife and moved it. Now it's about three quarters pound of tire. And they did replace the kingpins about 6,000 miles ago, but I don't think they realigned it or anything. Okay, so. How many how many miles are on the truck now? 
the six eight eight hundred eight sixty. Okay, and it is always worn the outside shoulders off of both front tires. Is that correct? Usually the passenger, but sometimes also the uh, driver's side. Except for my Yokohamas, I got 193,000 miles out of them, and that was the best, and they didn't have any issues, and I don't understand that. I come back to the, back to the wait, wait, wait. I'm back to the alignment stuff. Yeah. You got 800,000 miles on the truck. You said our Spokane guy aligned it at 30,000 miles or so when you first got the truck. Is that correct? Yes, sir, and it did really well. And have you had so any alignments done by anybody in the last 800,000 miles? No. Well, then I'm going to tell you, you got to go to somebody to get the alignment done. Yeah, I think the, the well, yeah. yeah, at least the toe is just a little bit off. Well, the weird thing, like I said, my drives have never had an issue until this time. I've got about uh, 60,000 miles on my drive, and the front, inside, driver's side is doing that the half moon cup thing on that, too. And it's only the uh, only that one passenger spot. steer and the. Yeah. So right. You need to have the you, you haven't okay. had an alignment done in 800,000 miles. You need an alignment check. Right. And I can tell you, most likely that one position is going to be the loose bearing now on that uh, front left. You should have them all checked. Uh, uh, so it's possible that that cone that they use to hold the bearings apart has worn just a little bit over the last 800,000 miles. And now it's just not holding it square anymore. You're probably going to have to go through and just get it all done. That makes sense. Yeah, well, like I said, it's been done so good. I just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't <laughs> you want to change it. It's time. You got to know. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Bill. You bet it, man. Have a good year. All right. Yeah, 800,000 miles between alignments is long enough. It is a long time. I mean, it. If your tires are lasting 200,000 miles each and you, there's just no uh, feathering, no indication of wear problems, it drives straight, yeah, you can go 800,000 miles and not align it. That would be just fine. Now, at this time, we should probably bring up that anybody that wants to can call us here at 855-950-3835. And I would like to just take this opportunity without colors to note that we do deal with vibrations sometimes. And only if can, I'm in a good mood. If we're in a good mood. And we can tell you there's, there's specifics. There are alignment-related and not alignment-related vibrations. An alignment-related vibration, if you can feel it coming up through your steering wheel, it's definitely a vibration that we want to talk about. It's something that we can solve with the, in the wheel ends or with alignment itself. If it only comes up between 55 and 65, that's an alignment, that's a, 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 a vibration that we can solve with bearings, with uh, uh, shocks, with um, balance, or with toe. Or with kingpins or something. That's a, a, a speed-related vibration we can help with. The high-end vibrations above 65, 
we can deal with that with bearings or balance. But if you've got a vibration that starts at 25 miles an hour, well, the problem is it takes a certain amount of force to lift the vehicle before you're actually going to feel a vibration. And there is nothing alignment related that is going to cause the vehicle to have a vibration at that low of a speed. That's got to be engine, transmission, driveline, something else. If you've got a vibration that stays consistent from 25 all the way up to 65, that's, again, not alignment related. And this person here, ah, <laughs> somebody here is calling about a vibration. Says his name is Rocky. Well, let's see what kind of mood I am. He's got a vibration for us. This is Rocky out of Florida. It is. Hello, Rocky. Hey, Kevin and Mike. It's Rocky here with North Florida. <laughs> yeah, I've got a vibration from my head to my toes. It's so hot <laughs> down here. <laughs> I can't hardly stand it anymore. Can you fix it? Um, no. <laughs> oh, the no. Coming out of Canada is hot right now. I gave you a big deal yeah, on that yeah. one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I was listening earlier. I heard Chad. I had a cow one truck, one of my fleets that I do down here um, last week. Uh, no, week before last. Driver was on the road and got a tire change. They brought him out, one already mounted. Threw a two-inch offset on with the other three being zeros. <laughs> Driver oh, said the truck was all over the place. So they yeah. called me up to align this thing. And I was like, hey, I did this you know, six, eight months ago, this truck number. So I go up and I'm looking at it and I walk up there and I I went into the <laughs> shop and got the got their uh, tech in there and I said, Come here and look at this. Just what y'all do back here. Yeah. <laughs> I said, just just look at this. Uh, you can see this problem. And he's looking and looking and he never figured it out. And then I pointed it out to him and I said, uh, that's a little bit of a problem. You know, <laughs> just just a little bit. And so he says, Well, who did that? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't do it, I only do tire work. But, uh, but I, you know, but that's the second time I have found where that has been done. One on a truck, uh, got out hauls a lot of chips, kind of a chip mill with a couple of Volvos, runs the wide singles, and, and somebody put one on his, replaced the wheel, brought him a two-inch offset when he had zeros on it, and uh, yep. he didn't notice it sticking out either. But, yeah, definitely a problem. And uh, on that, and uh, I don't know if it would be better to have the wheels marked different than what they are, or something for the text to be able to see this stuff, or you know, even then they probably wouldn't see half the time. <laughs> well, yeah. blinded one eye and can't see out of the other, so it's just the way life goes. It, it would have to be yeah. a really, really obvious mark, like a literally a big red letter two, oh, or, two. or right. All of the one rims are chromed, uh -huh. and the other rims are painted purple. Purple, right? Purple, right? What it was. Zeros. Then they could they, they, would, they would spot that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so different, big and bright. When you attach it, and it sticks out two inches on one side, but it doesn't stick out two inches on the next axle back. They can't notice that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They can't notice that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I've got another guy here uh, out of Georgia. I do these trucks and trailers, and he's uh, converted his spread axles over to the uh, wide singles for weighty hauls lumber out of a mill down the floor all the time. And I got one I got to look at tomorrow when he comes through 
but he went to, uh, I was talking to him on the phone the other day. I said, well, are they two-inch offset or zeros? He says, they must be twos because they're all cupping real bad on the insides. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, you might want to just swap them out for zeros because he had just had to replace bearings in his other trailer well, that's, um, that's, that had duels on it. I got a suggestion for you. Another one, yeah. You can take that aluminum two-inch offset rim, and I assume these are aluminums, right? Yes, yeah, and flip them around. That's what he was going to do. Flip them around, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead, of, instead of buying new rims, flip them around. You go from a two-inch outset to a one-inch inset. It doesn't rub against anything. It stabilizes it, reduces the flex, and preserves the bearings. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he was losing bearings on the front spread on his other mm-hmm. one, and he did flip those. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to flip flip these also and get this trailer to me tomorrow to line up a little bit. But, yeah, a very common problem, it seems to be, with these uh, wide singles. This it is. is. Yep. No doubt about it. Some, some uh, so how, so business is going good down there for you, Rocky? Yeah, uh, been, been very good. So Been very so, good. Been busy. Now, I heard that you're, you're, you, you got a, a helper or something working with you? Well, my 17-year-old son, he works with me quite often and when he's not in school. And then my 14-year-old also, uh, weekends, or he'll go with me on the evening or something, go do some bushings and do some alignments. Cool. And, and uh, you know, he, we jump out of the truck and first thing, you know, we go searching, looking for problems and do some measuring with the tape measures and axle centering and all that first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he grabs that tandem toe laser and he goes around with a paint marker and starts marking tires. And mm-hmm. he's, uh, nice. he's really getting into it. But my 17 year old, I can, I can sit in the truck and take a nap and let him do them. <laughs> I was telling Kevin there a couple of weeks ago when I called, I, you know, he, he's gotten real good at it and, and everything. And he, and he loves doing it. Man, he just good. loves, he, he likes to climb up under there and start grabbing and yanking on stuff. Good. And, uh, good stuff. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, he finds all kind of, we find brake chambers loose and nuts falling off of them and everything else. And, you know, he, <laughs> he's good at spotting that stuff. And Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Been, you guys are going above and beyond here. You're only supposed to look at your area of responsibility and ignore everything else. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, we're only supposed to uh, mess up the toe and leave everything else alone, right? That's right. right. That's right. Then yeah. you're in the yeah. guild. <laughs> Time right. limit yeah. liability. Yeah. Right, yeah, only touch one thing. You know, <laughs> make sure you tighten that back up. Uh, a lot of tie rod assemblies here lately. I did, uh, I've done four so far this week, and last week I probably did seven or eight. A couple of them oh. bent. Some of them, uh, you know, 2010, 12 model trucks have never been touched, and you just can't get, get them to turn. Yep. You know, and they, a lot of them, they're like, oh, can you save me the money and just heat it with the torch? I'm like, uh, I'll heat it with a little map gas a little bit. But uh, we start getting in the torch and glowing red on that. I'm not, you know, that's too much uh, risk there. Well, It'll bend by, on the time, by the time you figure the labor to get that stupid thing loose and the cost of the tie rod, you're better off with the tie rod. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, you know, you know it's yeah. not like it's going to get better over time. You're going right. to end up right. with something if you let it go 10 years. So what, so what is one of those new tie rod assemblies run now? Uh, well, the Maritor one, uh, I've been getting them around 400. That's what uh, I They thought. have gone up. I was getting them in the low threes. Uh, yeah. Six months ago, they have gone up. And the Spicer, 
the Spicer, it's gone up to, uh, I'm getting them in around the 250, 260 range. Okay. Uh, well, and, last you know, couple. the next thing I'd tell them is uh, it's not like that tie rod assembly is going to be cheaper in three years. <laughs> right. It's only going to be more. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's got to the point, I don't even try to replace the ends really anymore unless it would burn and it's in real good shape. Yeah, right. you know, uh, I just read, I just do the whole assembly anymore because the, the threads inside of some of them that I have taken apart to put ends in, the threads are so bad that I don't want that liability. Well, that's why you couldn't turn it anyways because the threads had a problem. So if you right. turn it, yeah, then then both sets of threads on the tie rod and on the tube are bad. Right, right. Just forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they get so corroded, and then with the labor of trying to get them out and all that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, done. put put a new one in and be done with it. But cool. uh, but yeah, we're going to be up in West Virginia July um, for a few days. Uh, Kevin did uh, event with Larry Long and Blue Ribbon last year. Oh uh, yeah, doing another kind of a little mini CMC event. Pittsburgh Power guys are going to be there also. Sweet, uh, the weekend of July fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth up there. So we're going to be up there that Thursday through Sunday doing some alignments. And, uh, you know, talk to some guys with air pressure. Like almost every truck we run into, they're running too low of air pressure. That's not and, the truth. Oh, man. It, it, uh, you know, so we explained <laughs> to them why. And, you know, and then a lot of them, they're still afraid to run that higher pressure in the steers. But then when they start doing it, they're like, man, it, uh, it's really helping my tires. So tires right. it's, it's not like it really yeah. affects the ride that much. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's what a lot of them are afraid of. Is uh, I had one yesterday. He runs ninety five in his steers. Had a set of generals with forty thousand miles on them. Center ribs are pretty much oh, gone. Jeez, runs ninety five. You know, he says, "I thought that's what I needed to run in the summertime." I said, "No, that's worse." Yeah, in nineteen thirty five, maybe you could have done it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tire yeah, needing yeah. air is like fish needing water. Right. Right. Right, that's what the whole yeah. thing is. This is a, uh, it's just a bunch of air stuffed inside a rubber. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. Spend all yeah. this time talking about air. And we don't sell it. You've got to figure out a way to right. make money. Yeah. I air them up for free when I get them. You know, when they come to me, I check them and air them up. Don't charge them anything for that. You know, but uh, you're being, you're being nice. Something we do. You got to be careful right. about it. Yeah. You're being nice. Right, you're treating yeah. others yeah, like being, you would like to be treated. Where's that written down? We can chrome yeah, it. Yeah, nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we could chrome it, we could sell it. Yeah, we can chrome air. We're chrome gonna put chromed air. air in your tires. Okay, right. and then yeah. you'll you'll actually pay attention to how much you've got. All right, bye. Yeah. You stay cool out there, huh? Yeah, yeah try. Uh, yep, yeah, got to try. Yep, yeah. I just want to figure I'd give you a shout real quick. I'm taking a break listening, and I said, oh, let, me, let me call you. You're kind of quiet there for a minute. I didn't want Mike to start singing. Oh, God. <laughs> Who's that knocking so. on my door? Okay, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, we'll talk to you right, later. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, y'all have a good weekend. Later. Bye. You too. Bye. All right. Uh, so, yes, we've got about 10 minutes left here. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Rocky climb out of a truck to do this? He did some years back, yes. It was, uh, he, he was in, he was an owner-operator, and he just knew that there was so much business to be done down there in Jacksonville. And he was tired so he to drive it. What? And he was tired to drive it. That too. Well, who, you know. Yeah. 
who can do that forever? Yeah. Once you've seen all the roads there to see, we've got we've got several guys out there doing this who climbed out of trucks to do it, mm-hmm. and are very successful at it. Right. Those are some of our best uh, techs, honestly. Yeah. Right. The people that have been driving. Right. Because they can relate to the drivers. Right. So do we have phone calls waiting? There's no phone calls waiting anymore. But so in this last that 10 minutes. that I can take a nap? You're, you look like you're really close to taking one nap. If we had if we had video of our show, like uh, my son Brady, he watches these, they're podcasts, but they're video casts too. He watches them all the time. All these people just sitting around talking. They look really interesting. Mike, at this moment, I'm telling you, he looks like he's already dead. I'm slid all the way down in my chair. My head's resting against the back. My feet are up on the desk. My eyes are closed. And I'm imagining just blackness. I'm just blackness. He's already now. Looking for a nap. Oh, Mike. Getting toward time. You know, he's, he's usually the life of the party, the most exciting person in the room, but not literally at this yeah, moment. Yeah, but see, I lost all that when I did the bass jump. That's it. That's it. Well, we'll see if we can get it back for you. Knock the, the fun right out of me. Maybe when they take the pins out, everything will come back. Anyway, all right. We do have we do have another uh, caller. Is there a caller? Also, uh, maybe out of Florida. Let's see. Hello, Randy. Hello. How are you guys doing today? We're doing fine. Interesting you know? show. Yeah. Doing good. Talk. You're talking about tire pressure. Uh, I have your man, uh, Martin, down in Ocala, take care of my uh, 2011 Volvo, and he is a good guy. He absolutely takes care of my tires and uh, my alignment. Uh, I, uh, I noticed I had a little bit of low. I needed some tire, uh, change tire, steer tires about a week ago, and mm-hmm. I had him check the alignment before that. But I had him mm-hmm. put the steer tires on Bridgestones, and I set three places trying to get them to put 10 pounds <laughs> over what was in the spear. Yep. Finally, I got a guy this morning at a, at a shop up in, uh, uh, up in North Carolina. He mm-hmm. pulled the hose out there and was going to put some air, more air on my front tires. He goes, how much do you want in it? And I said, I want 130 in it. He handed me the hose and handed me the gauge, and he said, well, I'm not going to put 130 in the spear tire. There's no way. I said, well, then give them to me. I'll do it. So I didn't want to go through the explanation of him that you know you, you, you i couldn't it's hard to believe they're getting scared of an extra 10 pounds in the right. tire you know i think they it's don't know what operating floating. pressure means yeah that's so what i told him i said the yeah. i told him i said i listened to some guys on the radio they're pretty knowledgeable and uh the tire pressure on the side of this tire says minimum tire pressure to carry that weight right he didn't want to hear right. it so i said all right just give me the hose i'll I'll air it up myself. So, yep. I got that taken care of. Uh, I got one question for you. Uh, I keep forgetting. I've been to Martine a couple times. Keep forgetting to ask him. On my truck, I've had it since it was new, and the steering wheel is offset to the right, just a mm-hmm. little. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe an inch. Is that something mm-hmm. that I could get fixed in the alignment, or uh, no, or no. something else? <laughs> well, if you have a 1977 Peter car, right, I can adjust that. Under the hood. Right. Because at that point, the drag length that goes from the steering gearbox to the axle was adjustable, and I could make it longer or shorter, and that changes the steering wheel position. 
or okay. the input shaft on top of the steering gearbox that the steering column hooked to was notched all the way around, and I could undo that bolt, take the steering column off, turn it until your steering wheel lined up, and set it back up. But both of those adjustments have been eliminated in the new trucks. Right. So the only way to center the steering wheel now is in the cab. You have to remove the steering wheel and reset it on the steering column. Right. So the question is, one inch of movement, is that one notch or is that one half of a notch? Right. So it's possible you could pull it, move it, and end up with it one inch off the other way. Oh, I got you. I think I'll just leave it where it is. I've had it this long. That doesn't really bother me, but every once in a while I look at it and say, you know, I need to fix that. Now, here's another way to fix it, Okay. Which okay. way is it offset to? Is it aimed a little bit left or is it aimed a little bit right? It's aimed a little bit to the right. So if I turn okay. it back center, now I'm going to go to the other side of the road. No, no, no. You're not going to turn the steering wheel. <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to unbolt your seat from the floor and put shims <laughs> underneath the left side of your seat. So, so you're lifted, and you'll think the steering wheel's straight now. That'll, that would work. I gotcha. That would work. I can put my wallet in my left pocket. That'll do it. That's even easier. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. I love listening to you. I'll let you go. Good show. Right. And uh, we'll be listening. You drive safe right. out there, buddy. Thanks for calling. All right. All right. All right. We have another one. We do. I think we have another one. We have another yes, one? we have two more that we Let's can get talk through. Let's quick. We've been messing around today. Uh, this is a steering box question. Oh, I got a little bit of knowledge there. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, Out. all right. What's up Out with you? Hello, Steering Box. Um, is anybody putting twin steering boxes on 14.6 front axles? Normally, 14.6 normally is low enough that they only use one box. Normally. It's when you get up to 16 and 18 that they'll twin box them. But, Would it uh, be an option, maybe, from the factory? If you bought, like, I have no food? idea. I have no idea. I've never seen anybody putting a twin steer box on them. Right. But it's certainly you could ask. I mean, well, the, let, yeah. let me let me ask this. Why would you want two steering your bus? Well, wouldn't that help eliminate that outside tire wear if you had the right the uh, the extra wheel cut, which I don't really need that anyway. I'm not sure that the twin steering gear boxes will allow you to turn that far. Because you wouldn't have as much space in the uh, next to the frame. Okay. Well, I, I drive I drive a Stinger rig, so if it ain't six lanes wide, I'm not making a U-turn. <laughs> there you go. Well, the main, the and, main and reason it, for, the the main reason for twin gearboxes is that when you exceed seven thousand pounds sitting on one front tire, the steering gearbox doesn't have enough power to turn the tire when you're sitting still. All right. So they have to have two boxes to turn both tires when you've got like 9,000 pounds on each tire. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, don't, I don't get to nine, but I regularly get to 14.8. Right. 14.8 on, on the steer. On the, on the steer, actually. Yeah. 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 But can you turn the steering wheel sitting still? Uh, yeah, but I try not to. So I well, like I agree. <laughs> I agree you try not to. Yeah. I, I agree you try not yeah. to. But if the gearbox can turn both wheels sitting still, then there's enough hydraulic power to turn with one box, and the engineer wouldn't say, let's spend the money to put two boxes on. 
I, mean, I guess. I guess. How much do you suppose it would be to put another? I have no idea. I don't know. Probably well more than that's the probably only two dollars fifty cents. I mean, how much can those gearboxes cost? I'm gonna go over two grand. Arm and a leg. Yeah. Well, you've got an extra arm and a leg around. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just yeah, that would be the that would be the question. I suppose. Yeah, but then you, then yeah. you've got to have a different axle because the spindle ends have to have the upper steering arm to the steering gearbox to. Correct. Okay, so it's re-engineering the whole thing in order to put that second box on. Yeah, if you can, okay. if you're ordering it new and they'll spec it in for you, then I suppose that would be worth having, and then we could experiment with it and, and see if it solves that tire wear issue. But yeah. other than that, I don't think it's worth the effort. Alrighty, buddy. Well, well, you drive safe out there. I'll try. Thank you much. All right. You betcha. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. Another. Do you fun. have another call? Yeah, we do. We have one more call, and we have just time for one more call. This is Glenn. Hello, Glenn. All right. Hello, Glenn. How we do? How we doing? We're doing good. good. Yeah. I know you're doing good. You've already told everybody that. Cool. Uh, <laughs> What'd you ask? <laughs> yeah, I don't know because I haven't seen you or talked to you in a long time. Oh. Um, once upon a time, you guys, uh, I came to your shop and you met me, and I got my Volvo aligned, and it was perfect, and it stayed perfect. I've bought another one since then, mm-hmm. and I just bought it did maiden voyage, and I just did a quick look at the truck. I mean, I didn't really even inspect it because a friend of mine knew the guy I got it from, so I wasn't worried about it. And I'm not worried about it. It's a good truck. So, um, New York, not fairly New Yokohama's on this truck all the way around. I'm going to take the Michelins off of my other truck and put them on this truck. Okay. My, okay. Just because. Okay. Now, since I started my maiden voyage, I noticed inside front, front drives, inside ribs, both sides, both tires. Mm-hmm or both inside tires, cupping. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, okay, what's going on there? Um, front tires, got some chips in them. Front tires, or not front tires, front axles, every once in a while on a turning, coming out of a, or making a tight turn in or out of a drive, I hear a popping. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. So, no, no, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. This is a Volvo? Right. This is a Volvo. And this so is brand I guess new. my no, this is a fifteen. New to oh, me. okay, all right, okay, all okay. right. That's fine. So now, with that said, I know I have a chain of events that I need to do, and I'm just kind of trying to figure out which, and if you have a recommendation where. But you know, I, I figured uh, my other one at a million miles, I need a kingpin. You know, this Not has got eight hundred. Not necessarily. Okay. You, okay, you so that's right. Go ahead. There's a, there's a simple method. You jack up the front tires. You grab the top of the steer tire. You push in. You pull out. If it goes clunk, clunk, you're right. You need kingpins. If it doesn't, well, then you don't. Okay. Yeah. And, and like you're trying to pull the rubber right off the wheel. Yeah. And right. and if you get some movement and you're not sure is that a kingpin or a loose wheel bearing, you have somebody step on the brake. That will lock up the hub. And if the movement stops when the brake is on, yes, that's definitely a wheel bearing. If it continues when the hub's locked up, then it's definitely a kingpin. Yep. Okay. Ah, check you out. All right. That's why I call. Yeah. 
then on your drive axles, as a 2015, it's seven years old, the bearings could be loose. That could be all it is. Or it could be that you got the lightweight drive axles and the axles flexing and cupping the inside edge. And I guarantee you've got uh, the lightweight drive axles. Okay. So, fortunately, I carry lightweight to begin with. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So, there's there's several yeah. things to check to see exactly what's wrong. We don't need to just panic and go off. Right. Yeah, I I just had them checked at all the all the air and all the tires and because I I mm-hmm. normally run a hundred in my drives. That's one hundred in drives five in this year, and yeah, one twenty five or so one twenty one. Those are good pressures. Well, he, yeah, they, they had one hundred and thirty in the drives. Not well, much. That's too much. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, and I was wondering. I was starting to think. You know, is that reason it was cupping? You know, all you know. No. Again. Well, especially if you're going to run lightweight, it's <laughs> unnecessary. If it's cupping on the inside edge of the inside tire close to the frame. And that's all it's doing. Correct. Then it's it's never inflation. That's always either loose wheel bearing or axle flex. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I will have it all checked before I put those other Michelins on here. There you Mm -hmm. go. Now, the Uh, clunking while while you're making turns. The clunking when it's turning is probably the spring shackles on the back end of the front leaf spring slapping sideways. That's what my clunk normally occurs when I'm doing slow speed turning. Right. Mm. Yeah, because I never heard it on my 13. Yeah, no, that's what it sounds like is the spring shackles. So, okay. yeah, you can you can get rid of it by uh, uh, adding washers between the hanger and the spring to keep it from sliding sideways. Right. Okay. All right. Or you can just leave um, it. <laughs> your two boys that were on before me, one, I guess it was Chad in Kansas. Dad in Kansas City and Rocky or Rocco in, in Florida, Florida, Northern Florida. Yeah, those are both good people. They, can handle it. Would they would be able to handle either one? I, I go oh, yeah. to Florida every once in a while because I supposedly live down there. I'm only down there a couple of weeks out of the year, and I travel east and west all the time. So, well, there's several I people on our, on our website again, but either one of those guys would handle yeah. it. Yeah, there's another guy. Called, he was with Mart. He went to Martin, and Martin's a great guy too. Yeah, so. Another one in Florida, Martin Galvan at Yeah, yeah, south of south of Rocky, a little ways. Yeah, he is actually aligned my. He realigned the uh, when I got new tires um, mm-hmm. in Florida for me. Met me at a He's shop. one of those guys. They can all handle it for you. No problem. All righty. Okay. All right, gentlemen. It's back. always a pleasure. Well, Agreed. Same with us. You have a good day. Yep. All right, bye. Take care. Bye. All right. One folks. more. We got one more call here. We got another call. We do. We do. I was trying to get out of here. Take a nap. But Andy has a suspension question. All right. Let's talk to Andy quick. Hello, Andy. Hey guys. How's it going? We're doing, doing really good. good. How's everything up uh, where you're at? That's a little warm and windy. What? <laughs> The whole country is experiencing that right now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I I just heard uh, the end of that last call. I, I heard his clinking uh, problem. That's kind of what I got, too. I only noticed it when I'm loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, clinking, and well, uh, I turn the wheel left and right. It, it sounds like a little bit of a grinding sound. Now, grinding is different. Yeah. Clunking is one. Clunking is one thing. Grinding is something else. And and you can hear the grinding coming up through the steering column. Yeah, it seems like it's in the in the front axle, I believe. 
uh, well, don't 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 associate it with the axle. It's in the front end. Okay. Right. And it's okay. when you're doing slow speed turning, when you're turning the wheel and you're not going very fast, you hear this grinding noise. Yes. And how old is your truck? The 2019 Cascadia. Okay. You need to check the level of your power steering fluid. If the power steering fluid's a little low, you'll get some cavitation grinding. And, and if that's not it, then you need to have somebody in the cab and the truck sitting still and the hood's up and you're standing next to the engine. Have them turn the steering wheel back and forth and see if you can identify where the grinding is coming from. It sounds to me, my gut's telling me, it's coming out of the hydraulic system. Yep. That's my feeling, too. So it, okay. if I would do that, um, it only seems like it, it does it when I'm rolling. Uh, I could try that when I'm stopped. but Try it when you're stopped and see if you hear anything. Because then stopped, you're really stressing the hydraulic system because the tires aren't rolling and it's trying to push. Right. Okay. If you okay. don't hear it then, then you need to climb up on top of the engine, let them roll real slow and turn it. No, that probably wouldn't. That's be. probably not the best idea. Oh, well, what the hell? <laughs> but that's where I would start, okay? All right. Very good. Thank you. All right. All right. Have a good day. Drive safe out there. Yeah, thanks for coming. Right. Perfect. Okay, I think that's it. Cool. It's been a good day. Yep. We've had some visits. Yep. We got done with this stupid thing, and I can take a nap now. Stupid thing. Yeah, we're, we're done for today, and uh, we can... Well, actually, we're going to eat. And then you can nap. And then I can nap. And yep. everybody right. have a happy Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Father's Day is right around the corner. Right. See you all later. Ringing. I'll talk to you all later.